No matter what the media says, no matter what Facebook says, no matter what Twitter says, there was some funny business, I believe, going on in the election back on uh, November the 3rd. Of course, they're going to censor me for that. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. I will admit that back in 1954, I was born at night, but I wasn't born last night. I've been around long enough to to get a good feeling when something doesn't feel right. And I trust that instinct because more times than not, that instinct serves me well. Everything about this prior election doesn't feel right. There's something wrong with the picture. I believe firmly with every part of my being that the COVID-19 pandemic was used and abused to accomplish a political end. Now, am I saying that it's not a dangerous thing? Not at all. I'm saying it's not as dangerous as we've been led to believe. I know it is for many. I know there are a bunch of new cases right now, but what that means, I don't know. We'll be doing some research on that this week as well, trying to get you things you don't find. Now, I started out by saying that just because the mainstream media says something is so, I don't always want to believe it. And it's not that I don't want to believe it. I'm I'm hard-pressed to believe it because our mainstream media in recent years will say anything like a propaganda machine to make you believe what they want you to believe. As far as I'm concerned, CNN is dangerous. MSNBC is lunatic. I mean lunatic, demonically possessed, insane. I'll say it again. MSNBC is lunatic, demonically possessed, insane. They look for every woke cause and they run with it. Everything that Satan would love, they espouse, they believe in, they push that narrative. CNN, when it first started, was once a very credible news source. But now everything is run through a filter. And the filter is to a narrative, a narrative that is connected to politics. It is also connected to demonic spirits, as far as I'm concerned. Now, you can call me crazy, but there's something wrong with a media you can't trust. If you were like many who went to bed on the night of the election, and you saw the numbers coming in and tracking a lot like uh, 2016, then in the middle of the night, a hundred and some odd thousand votes for Biden and zero for, for Donald Trump in Michigan. We have places where there are more votes than registered voters. We have a lot of things going on, a lot of things in the news, a lot of things going on behind the scenes. Yet the media is saying, don't look at the man behind the curtain. Don't look. Don't look. Believe everything at face value that we tell you. You must believe because we know more than you. All the media today wants to be is in the, quote, elite crowd. They want to be worshipped and glorified because of who they are. When people are paid millions upon millions of dollars per month to be a face on TV, they've got theirs, and they don't care about yours. 
My guest today on the program is the Reverend Dr. Timothy Gales, one of my regular uh, guests on the program. And uh, Timothy is one of those that, like me, we do our research, try to get, dig in and find out. And so I'm going to welcome Timothy back to the program, and I'm going to start with this question. Do you think there was any funny business whatsoever in the recent election here in the United States? Mm. Well, I would tell you this. Um, There's funny business, and many states are already showing that. It's already being proven that there have been all sorts of strange events, you know, whether it's with the Dominion system, they call it, uh, that has been turning over votes from Trump to Biden. These things are also being accused. But you also have uh, ballots that have been counted, tens of thousands of ballots, even in Pennsylvania, that came in with just Biden marked off, not Mm -hmm. any of the other government positions, not anybody else, just Biden, not one for Trump. You have to sit back and even they say that's statistically impossible. So is there funny play? You betcha there is. What bothers me is they use COVID-19 as the excuse for us to do all these things that guarantee the ability to cheat has just been vastly increased. Would you agree with that? Not only that, I would agree with it, but not only that, they're using COVID-19 to allow the abdication of our freedoms, to allow overreach in every government position, to allow the media to play into this this division in the country. COVID-19 is the Pandora's box of our day. Oh, I know it is. What what bothers me is you were talking about those ballots that arrive with just um, with just Biden, and there's no ballot like it that just has Trump and nothing else that that can be found. And you're right that that is statistically impossible. There are some other things that seem rather strange to me. Is on the night they were counting the ballots, and they sent everybody home in uh, Wayne County, Michigan. And somewhere around two thirty, three o'clock in the morning, 138,399 ballots, if I'm not mistaken, magically appeared for Biden and zero for Trump. Does that, that, something doesn't sound right, but they keep trying to say, oh, it's perfectly legit. Yeah, that, that's false. You know, I hate to say it, but even in, um, well, let's say Pennsylvania, you got Governor Wolf, who I think really lives up to his name, my opinion. But when I look at this, we I have a friend there. I have a good friend there who is also one of the ones who were to oversee the elections. He's mm-hmm. a Catholic man. He's part of the Knights of Malta. He's a very upstanding, ethical man. Uh, even he replied afterwards that they were hindered from seeing them. They were kept back about 30 feet. There were walls put up in front of them. They were intimidated. They couldn't read or see any of the ballots. Look, something fishy's going on. Enough of this. Are we a free country? with free men and women, or are we gonna roll over and hand things over to those who are doing what we would call illegalities, but also evil? What are we gonna do? The choice is ours. Well, see, there's the problem right now. What are we gonna do? I I look at these election numbers, even in Georgia, we have a county and it is a problematic county. 
it is probably the highest population county in the state, and that is Fulton County, Georgia, which includes the city of Atlanta. And if, if any funny business could ever be dreamt up, it's going to happen in a county like Fulton, even DeKalb County, because of its population and its population being heavily minority. They were like 80 percent, roughly speaking, for for Joe Biden. But I don't think it was really quite that high in a county of hundreds of thousands of people because they're not all minority. And there are a lot of how do I put it? Um, people that would lean conservative even within that county, especially in the far eastern portions. I'm just I'm at a loss to explain the the numbers I'm seeing in the state of Georgia, where I spend part of my year. Right. Well, look, people are lost in explaining the numbers in a few states, right? Uh, we've already seen that there are multiple levels of deception and fraud going on. Um, you have all sorts of lawsuits being leveled. So, you know, here's my hypothesis, and I could be wrong. And I'm willing to be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But here's my hypothesis, is that we are kind of being set up in a way. Mm -hmm. This is going to be a George Bush and Florida situation. So you have people partying in the streets that Biden won. They're not social distancing. They have no mask. They're passing champagne bottles around to each other. Nobody says a word. This, the day, you know, Biden is, is declared by TV, not by the officials, being the winner, um, all of a sudden, you know, Pfizer comes out and says, hey, We've got a 90% effective vaccine. Praise God. Look at this. A miracle. Ever a miracle. And everybody's excited and joyous. And while these investigations are going on with Trump and the fraud, my hypothesis is this. They're going to show that he there was a fraud. And Trump's going to come out winning. And when he does all hell is going to break. Absolutely, and then that. Listen, they 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 didn't barricade windows with uh, plywood in New York and Los Angeles and Chicago because of Trump supporters rioting and burning things down. They don't do that. That's not in conservative people don't burn things down, especially things that are not theirs. But they were prepared in case Bush won that night. A lot of people were hedging their bet because they knew full well that everybody would be coming out to, instead of having a big non-social distance party, a big non-social distance riot would be on our hands. We would see the likes we've never seen in this country before. They were ready for it. And I, I, I kind of think the plywood is still there because I, I think there's some that wonder if if he should pull this out of the fire, which is possible, you know, I, I, there is a way it could happen. I'm not counting on it one way or the other. I'm just saying it could happen. The riots after they've had the celebration, it'll be Trump stole the election. We have to impeach him. And that'll be the next four years of the House of Representatives, even though they don't have a great majority anymore. Absolutely. And, you know, the different states are now coming out and saying he he did lead in them. Um, You're seeing Michigan. You're seeing um, different states that are coming out and saying he's got the lead. 
And there are those saying he actually is going to win by a landslide. All I'm saying is this, whether he does or not. If he does, we are looking at a civil war. Absolutely. But here's my issue. Here's my issue. I think this is planned. I think it's been war gamed out. What I'm saying is this. America needs to be brought to its knees by those who feel they want to control things, right? As we've talked about before. Yes. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it, whether it's, you know, what the media calls the deep state, the deep church. It doesn't matter. America needs to be brought to its knees. Um, if you look and say, you even have seen now calls for, if it happens, we need UN intervention Uh could you imagine united nations troops on our streets but not only that okay if you take a look at the un do you want to know who their number one military from their from a nation is who is deployed for their uh peacekeeping Sessions. Do you want to know who, what nation? Should, should, I, should I play the Jeopardy theme song here or something? <laughs> you might as well. Well, you know, Maybe roll the drum. Can I? Roll I'm just going to. I'm going to take a, a an educated guess. China. You got it. You got it. The very ones that we have been finding in Louisville, Kentucky, and other places, um, packages coming from China with no name or a name of something like um, building materials. And inside, there are mechanisms in there to turn AR-15s into automatic weapons. Mm -hmm. Okay? They're preparing. They're preparing for something. We're not looking at a color revolution in this country that is Stalinist. It's Maoist. That's where we are. And most people are asleep at the wheel. It can't happen in America. Wake up, folks. You're about to get a very rude awakening. I get a lot of emails and material from number of places, whether it be secular, whether it be Christian uh, or some kind of ministry. And I was reading this one guy. I'm not going to mention his name or promote his website just in case I'm saying something wrong. But one of the things he pointed out, and and I've read his publications, and they do date back a while, like, you know, over a year. You know, he had what he would call three three prophetic dreams about, about this election. And one of the dreams that he had, and this was published, and you can check it. I mean, it is published at that date. Uh, back in September, October, was he saw this possibility of Trump losing but coming out of the fire at the very end. I mean, at the bitter end, you know, after being told he had lost. And he said two things were at play in that dream. He realized that that people had to pray to get him to stay. You know, in other words, it's going to take the prayers of God's people to keep him in and Biden and actually really it's Harris. I don't care what anybody says it is Harris. You know, Kamala Harris is, is, is the real force. She's the person the Democrats wanted in office, but she could never get there on her own merit. Her own party wouldn't support her through the primary. She She had nobody liked her, even in the Democrat party, except the, deeply embedded establishment Democrats. They wanted her. And so what a better way to do is get old Joe out there, old moderate Joe, Joe from Scranton. Joe, everybody loves Joe, just a nice guy, just a barrel of laughs, 
you know, the grandpa type. And, you know, we'll just put him out there. And with the help of Clyburn in South Carolina, after he was fumbling all, tripping over his own two feet and words and tongue, suddenly Clyburn saves him in South Carolina and the rest. Of course, then COVID comes along and the rest is history. Right. Right. Um, you know, you crack me up when you mentioned Joe, you know, because you used to have fireside chats with Joe Stalin. Sleepy Joe, we call Joe Biden. Right. Um, but old Grandpa Joe, here he is. What a, what a soft man. Mm-hmm. Everything about him has been covered. Every evil, wicked thing this guy has done is being covered over. The fact of the matter is Kamala Harris, even she's not the pick. She's the one who's going to go in because she's radical, controlled, and will do what they say. Um, But as I said before, I wonder, you know, having heard about Hillary saying what she's saying, is is Joe going to be gone? Kamala Harris going to pick Hillary? We're going to have two women in there, Hmm. and neither of which, in my view, and I have nothing against women, bring them on if if they're going to be what's right and just and and fight for the Constitution, this nation. But I can tell you now, the two of them have nothing to do with this country, nor do they care for it. As a matter of fact, there's a hatred. There's deep hatred there, and their followers follow that. And the worst part is the two of those women really, in reality, probably hate each other because the one is closer to the to the office if she gets it than Hillary is. And if I was Kamala Harris and I appoint her as vice president, I'd be looking at every step that I take and where I'm going. There's no honor among thieves. No, never, never forget that. And that's what we're looking at. Even the elite, the deep state, whatever you want to call them, they don't really honor each other. They do what they're supposed to do because they got the goods hanging over them. That's the way the world works. And I hate to say it. It might blow the bubble in some people's minds. This is where we are. John the Apostle said in First John, the whole world lieth in the wicked one. We need to understand that's true. That doesn't mean there's no hope. What that means is there's a reality that the world lies in the wicked one mm-hmm. and that we're not of the world. We're in it, but we're not of it. And that's what absolutely sets us apart. absolutely. So and we I, stand for truth. Absolutely. Another another vision this guy had or, you know, just a dream, you know, and the Bible does talk about we have dreams. Whether they're perfect prophecy or not remains to be seen. But I think that we get a feeling. Now, I want you to listen to this one carefully. And I read it, and I read it again, and I read it for a third time. He dreamt that he was on a boat, a you know, like a long boat with a with a motor on it, um, kind of like a. Have you ever heard of a, a Boston whaler? Have you ever heard of that kind mm-hmm. of a boat? Yep. It's yep. kind. It, it's not a very big boat. Um, It doesn't, it's not very deep, so it can get into swampy areas. It doesn't have to just be, you know, in on on the ocean or a bay or or a lake. And it was kind of a boat like that he was describing. I'm just, I'm the one that's adding the, the, the type of boat it might be. And he said he was on this boat with Donald Trump and it's getting nightfall and they're going out in a swamp looking for alligators. 
and he's warning the president that these swamp alligators are going to try to kill you. And one by one, these alligators are bumping on the boat, and one by one, Trump is trying to take them out. And eventually they get deep into the swamp, and there they find bigger alligators that nobody knew about, and one's able to literally bite off part of the boat. And as before they're ready to die, he's realizing the power of the swamp is greater than the power of Trump, is what it's, what he was thinking in that dream. Now, I tend to agree with that to a degree, that he has been rattling the cages, and you know, you, you're looking at, with what we know of the deep state right now, why there are not about 50 people in jail waiting for trials of treason, I, I, I'm, I'm baffled. They, yeah. what is holding, what's holding up our DOJ? Yeah, we all are. And the DOJ um, also has been infiltrated to an extent. Look, you know, there's a poem that came out many, many years ago. And with your leave, I'd like to at least read it. It's Absolutely. Short. Go ahead. Turning and turning in the widening gyre, the falcon cannot hear the falconer. Things fall apart, the core, the center cannot hold. Mere anarchy is loosed upon the world. The blood-dimmed tide is loosed and everywhere. The ceremony of innocence is drowned. The best lack all conviction, while the worst are full of passionate intensity. Surely some revelation is at hand. Surely the second coming is at hand. The second coming, hardly those words come out when a vast image of spiritus mundi troubles my sight. Somewhere in sands of the desert, a shape with a lion body and the head of a man, a gaze blank and pitiless as the sun is moving its slow thighs, while all about it reel shadows of the indignant desert birds. The darkness drops again, but now I know that 20 centuries of stony sleep were vexed to nightmare by a rockin' cradle. And what rough beast, it's hour come round at last, slouches towards Bethlehem. To be born you know i look at this world i look at this world and i and there's something as i'm listening to that i'm thinking about my wife has been saying i seem anxious i seem anxious and and i i am and i have i'm having a hard time explaining what i'm anxious about now is it fear no it's just that it's the unknown that is that is disturbing is slouching towards bethlehem to be born you know what you know what i like in there bob Mm -hmm. here's the statement the best lack all conviction while the worst are full of passionate intensity Mm. isn't that what we're seeing it is with the with the antifa the blm i mean the best lack all conviction where are they Exactly. Yet, the the worst are full of passionate intensity, tearing our world apart. Absolutely. You know, I, to me, this goes back to something you and I've talked about quite a bit in in our times together. I am convinced that too many people that call themselves Christians are putting too much emphasis on who is the president of the United States. Like that's going to fix everything, including your church. Well, he's currently is the president of the United States. Uh, 
and churches are still locked down. But we now see in California, these strip clubs are back open again, according to a judge. But yet the church is, yeah, it makes no sense. So a friend of mine just sent that to me. And mm -hmm. he said that the strip clubs are open and yet the churches are now to be closed. And Mm -hmm. he said, tell me this is not persecution. It is. I mean, let's let's face it. Freedom of speech, which they now add expression, which is what covers these strip clubs, is in the same First Amendment as freedom of religion and the free expression thereof. Not to be, you know, there's be no law to interfere, interfere with it at all. But they're doing it anyway. And they're doing it by by executive fiat, not even by law. That's right. And, And same thing in my in my state. I have a governor who's turned around and said, "Okay, in order to stem the tide, we have to close bars and restaurants by 10 p.m. That's because everybody knows the the coronavirus only comes out after 1030. (laughs) After 10, it gets real bad. And then it said, but but the casinos can be open all night long. You Mm -hmm. just can't have drink or food after 10 because, you know, with every beer and a hamburger comes the coronavirus. I know. You know, this isn't about a virus anymore. People wake up. You are looking at oppression. You are looking at control. You are looking at persecution. Absolutely. And it's going to get worse unless we stand up together. Yeah, because we are all in this together. We're going we to be talking. Be and say no more. We're going to be talking in just a little bit after we have our break at the bottom of the hour. I want to kind of prepare you. I've been doing some. You know, you know me, I worked in emergency management, but I've also got an engineering mind. So I've been punching some numbers and, you know, the numbers just simply don't add up to what they're trying to make us believe. And I mean, I'm serious. I, I, I'm getting to the point that I want to just grab people by the neck and shake their head to get some common sense put back in. We are in a case-demic, not a pandemic. And I'm going to explain why when we have our break. But before we get there, let's get back to this election. I want to just remind people, if you're looking for Donald Trump to be the savior of the churches, the savior of the faith, no man has ever been called to do that. You know, God God does that through his church and his people. You're looking to the wrong leader. And I'm not, I'm not dismissing or saying anything negative about Donald Trump. Don't get me wrong. I'm saying the church has become, they're not on their knees anymore like they used to be. They're not praying like they need to be for all of this nation. I think we've gotten to the point in what I call the rock and roll church. You know, we pray for just generalized things and may God bless us. May we feel good about each other. May it be a great day of worship and may we have a good time. And may we pray for those in our congregation or our little church that's sick and that God provides for our needs. We, we do all that. But then we're, we're not... We're not praying for this nation in so many churches like we need to be praying. We need to be literally like Jesus at at Gethsemane, you know, praying, you know, that much with literally blood coming out of our out of our pores. That's the kind of prayer and fasting we're not getting out of out of what I call the church people for Trump. Right, right. And we're looking at some very, very tough times ahead until people wake up, kind of snap out of their lethargy. Mm-hmm. We are going to be in big trouble. Absolutely. And, you know, there was a defect, 
defector from the Soviet Union who once said most people won't because of the cognitive dissidence they will not snap out of it until we have a boot on their face then they're going to realize oh my god we were messed up we didn't see it so my message to the church when it comes to this election pray like you've never prayed before because I really think that we have lost the art of praying in the church. You know, somebody, I had a friend of mine years ago when I was working for a Bible college, he called it, ever heard the, of the just prayer? You know, the just prayer? Mm-hmm. And that, that's where it goes, Lord, uh, just just give us a good service today. And Lord, just bless us. Lord, just, you know, it's it's just like they say the same thing over again, week in and week out. Right, and right. and they they've lost track of what they're praying for. Well, we need to pray for Sister Ann who who had a heart attack or was in the hospital, and we we kind of gloss over the prayer in the church, and we spend more time being entertained by the music in the newer churches than we do praying. And then it's all about a message, you know, the guy that's going to bring you all the wisdom and all the knowledge you need. You know, he he understands, and you're going to hang on every word that he says. We are so not into the scripture and praying anymore. And and I think that leads our church astray. Any closing thoughts in the election before we, we kind of go to our break here? Um, I would just say that my opinion is that, according to my hypothesis, that Trump is going to actually win this. And then we need to be prepared for the repercussions. Right now, we need to take a break here on the program Truth to Ponder. I want to just take a quick moment to thank all of you that have been writing either by email. You can write me directly at truth2ponder.com, truth2ponder.com, our website, truth2ponder.com. And I'm going to be giving a mailing address toward the end of the program. I've been receiving a number of letters of late. I want to thank you for, for taking the time to write me. It means more to me. I think you will ever begin to imagine. This program is a labor of love, but there are some expenses, so pray about it. Maybe you can give a little bit toward keeping it on short wave. Right now, we're going to take a break, and we shall return. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to part two of our Monday edition of Truth to Ponder. I'm your host, Bob Bierman. I want to thank those that are taking the time to send me an email. And I have to acknowledge I have a, a number of, of personal letters that have been sent to me in recent days. And I, I need to find the time. And time has become a real burdensome problem for me of late to actually write you back. I really do want to take a few minutes may not be a long letter, but I want to acknowledge the fact that you did write. I also want to thank those that are beginning to financially support this program. I don't get paid for doing this, just so you understand. And I'm not some big ministry or supported by some big church or organization. This is just me and and this very powerful call to, to be on radio and be as a podcast. Uh, the expenses for doing this every month I would say the vast majority, 90 to 95% of the expense is shortwave airtime currently. 
and the rest is for you know podcast hosting and and a few other minor incidentals like the ability to have our our guest on and, and what have you so that's it that's all i'm trying to cover and right now it's coming mostly out of my pocket uh at the moment and so just so you know uh, somebody wrote me saying shortwave will stay alive because of all the hobbyists well that's good but the hobbyists don't pay the bills and and a lot of people don't understand that that you know there's no government funding there's no grant that pays for all this these transmitters generate power bills in the mega thousands each per month and that's a you do, do not want to see the power bill of a hundred thousand watt shortwave transmitter so airtime is it, it's not cheap and and the hobbyists are not going to keep it alive if they can't if we can't pay the bills um i re- i recently realized that these transmitters each use tubes three of them that are like forty thousand dollars a piece that's a hundred and twenty thousand dollars in tubes that go up in smoke every every so often they they do wear out and so I can understand the private shortwave operators. You know, it, it's an expensive business with not a great return on investment. So just so you know, whatever support you give is primarily going to keep it on the air on shortwave. The podcast is not bad. It's only like about 4 or 5% of the monthly budget for this radio program. If you feel led to help, there are two ways you can do it. From the website, there is a way you can contribute. You'll find it there at truth2ponder.com, truth2ponder.com. And our mailing address, by the way, is uh, we're still in Georgia, and that number is going to be 21 Berkshire, one word, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E, 21 Berkshire Lane, and put the number 263 that's our little P.O. box here in our little community of Sky Valley, Sky Valley, Georgia, and the zip code is 30537. Once again, 21 Berkshire Lane, number 263 in Sky Valley, Georgia, 30537. And I thank you in advance for any help you can give. You'd be surprised. A little can go a long way. Um, if everybody would just do a little something. Uh, my wife and I will continue to do this as long as we can, you know, justify and afford it. So just so you know. My guest today is the Reverend Dr. Timothy Gales and one of my good friends and a great friend of this program that shares a lot of insight. We were talking in the first segment about the election, the election fraud, and and I have no doubt in my mind. The evidence is clear, but they've already... The problem is, just like a cat in a litter box, they've already pretty well covered the tracks. The envelopes that could show a, a, a ballot that's not just, that should be thrown out, well, that ballot's been separated from that envelope, and you can't put the, you know, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. There's the problem. And I just want to talk about that for a second before we move on. What are your thoughts about w- what they've done uh, with this mail-in balloting, we've had more dead people vote. I mean, they they must really be, this is like raising from the dead. These are miracles. People that were born in the 1800s are voting for, for Joe Biden. It's a miracle. <laughs> well, you're, you're absolutely right. But, but that is coming out. 
as try as they may to cover everything up, you know, and as much as we hear these terms deep state and all that, they, they have a lot of control. But they don't have total control. Never forget, you know, God is still on the throne and prayer changes things. Amen. And and you have a lot of people out there who are praying, who are godly, honest people who want to see what's right done. And it will come out. And it is coming out. And it may not come out as quick and as broad as we would like because of the cover-ups. Uh-huh. The fact of the matter is, it is coming out. And even in the deep state, the intelligence agencies, the FBI, the politicians, even there, you still have some good, godly people who are willing to go the distance. I know, and I, which is wonderful to know that. My, my fear is, you know, in my opinion, when you look at places like Pennsylvania, where the governor knew full well that this would be a just a wonderful way uh, to allow cheating. In other words, I'm not saying Governor Wolf cheated. I'm not saying certain people cheated, but it's you know there was a concerted effort by many to cheat, and they just provided an easy way to do it and not get caught, especially when. Those counties in particular, uh, like in, you know, in Philadelphia or up in Wayne County, uh, Michigan, where they were doing everything in their power to make all those Biden vote counts. You know, you open up the envelope and you know that ballot's bogus. But, man, it says Biden, you're going to keep it. And, you know, you and we're not going to dispose of that as being a bad ballot. And now we get rid of the envelopes where you have a stack of envelopes. You can't match back up to the ballot. And there lies the problem. So what's the remedy? If you know that there were just from the envelopes, let's say, I don't know, a couple hundred thousand, you don't know which way they went. Maybe the entire election in that state should be considered bogus and it should go to the state legislature. uh, Or, I mean, that's my opinion, where the cheating was rampant, disallow that state's vote and have the state legislature choose the electors. Well, of course, even now the FEC chairman says he believes, quote, there is voter fraud in key states. Reports of fraud in some battleground states are very credible. And he says otherwise they would not be allowed. They wouldn't even mm-hmm. allow the voter, the observers to go in. Right. That itself gives you a red flag. So when the FEC chairman is saying he believes there's, there is voter fraud, you got a problem. You got a big problem. And all the dancing in the street of Biden winning doesn't mean squat no. until they look at this and no, there has been no official proclamation that Biden is president or president elect. That's it's right. been the news media. It's been, you know, everyone from every different news media outlet to Twitter to you name it. They're saying, oh, he's president, president elect. No, no listen. Nothing's going to happen until the fat lady sings. Exactly. And, and she's humming pretty good now. You know, I think that you're right. The narrative has been created to create a civil war. There's no doubt in my mind about it. it it's I, I, I feel the same way. And that's been what what discourages me at times is to know that our nation is heading toward a literal civil war and and people can't see it. Because we're too busy now. With now, we're we're trying to figure out how to finish up the count. At the same time, the the case demic, 
the case demic, and I'll get to that in, in just a moment. But in finishing out, you know, we have had an election that was just rampant, full of fraud. We allowed it to happen. And people like in Fulton County, uh, in Georgia and other places, they've allowed it to happen. And now, how do you cure it? And it's going to have to be thrown to the Supreme Court. I think everybody's known that. And now we have the possibility, the Supreme Court may say, the cheating is so vast, the, re- the results can no longer be trusted in the state of Pennsylvania or the state of Michigan or the state of Georgia. And if those three states, if I'm not, if my math is correct, um, could tip it like to 269 and and all of a sudden you 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 lose another one you're going to have you lose a whole state let's say the state of Pennsylvania can't be counted then neither candidate hits 270 and if they don't it's going to head to the house of representatives but it's not the majority that vote it's by the state delegation each state getting one vote and i got some news for you it'll be 29 for for Trump and, uh, you know, 21 uh, for for Mr. Biden, if I'm not mistaken. Well, that's when you that's when you're going to see an absolute rampage take forth in this country. And people know that they know what's coming. Um, I, I hate, of all people, I hate to see something like that come from my children, my grandchildren, mm-hmm. the rest of us. Uh, Same here. As a civil war, there is no Mason Dixon line anymore. There is no uh, who who is with them and who's against them. The fact of the matter, it's going to be every neighbor against every other neighbor, and and, and that is is mayhem. That is chaos, and mm-hmm. that I think is the goal. I think it has been the goal for for quite a while. You know, we've been hearing of late the last, oh, I don't know, three weeks or four weeks about the sudden rise. This is the fall, uh, you know, showing up of the third wave or whatever they want to call it of the coronavirus. And we have these record number of cases, cases and more cases. Mm. I, I saw an interesting graph and this was from I've looked at various states where people come to the hospital reporting flu-like symptoms and it shows this up and down graph over the past oh six weeks up till I think eh, the latest the most accurate numbers this past Wednesday you know it takes a day or two to catch up and then you look at those showing up with what would be considered COVID-like symptoms the two graphs track identically. I mean, not not one iota of difference. One notches up, the other one notches up. Same day, goes down the same day. And I'm beginning. Are we having a case demic? And we and when you look at hospitalizations, are these people all COVID in the hospital? I mean, they're not. They're not saying. It's no, almost no, no. like there's some there's some missing information. It's like the people that heard on NBC News last week. I think it was last Monday or Tuesday. Andrea Mitchell, NBC News, is talking with Dr. Fauci. And he said, oh, this wonderful study came out that shows a mask can protect you, too. And I'm going, where's the double blind study you demanded for for anything else? Right. Where is the evidence? And when you read the report, it's a couple of maybes and mites. It doesn't have any data 
to even pack it up. It just says it may. Peer-reviewed articles. There's um, none on the mass safety. Well, th- the only ones that they do have have all been produced within within the time period of COVID, all within the past seven eight months, and all of them like are pro mask. When you go back and you find the ones few that were prior, one going back to 2015 peer-reviewed mm-hmm. study, it showed mass these surgical don't do anything Nothing. to really help you. So you sit here and you go, oh, is there an agenda? Look, we're no longer living in a day in an age of scientific integrity. We're, we're in scientism. We're in a time period of where lies become the truth. And so, as I said before, illusion is usually king, yeah. right? That's at a right. time like this. And that's where we are. But people have a hard time believing that. They have a hard time believing that so many people could be deceived or so many people would do something evil like that. Uh, well, I had another gentleman say to me the other day, look, it, science is what I believe in. Mm-hmm. And I said, science has caused some of the worst inhumane tragedies mankind has ever confronted in the name of science. Well, see, some people are believing political science, not practical science. Well, political science is up to interpretation. Mm-hmm. I had a gentleman say to me the other day when I was talking to him, he said, I'm sorry there, Father, there is no such thing as truth. And I looked at him and said, is that a true statement? <laughs> and even he started laughing. And I said, if that's a true statement, then there's at least one truth, isn't there? Well, let me show you the rest. Mm-hmm. I, I think one of the problems I'm having with this case demic. And I'm looking, I look at stats all over the United States, all over the Western Hemisphere, Europe, and all over the world. And there are a lot of things that you can find if you dig deep enough. If you cherry pick just a few statistics, which NBC, CNN, and the bankrupt media do, because they've been told to keep up the fear, because keeping up the fear is what kept us getting into this election with mail-in ballots sent out to everybody who didn't even ask for one and you have people that are finding out that somebody voted in their place as a result of that one guy that moved to Pennsylvania moved to I believe um, Pennsylvania from from Nevada and he found out that he had voted in Nevada even though he didn't because somebody got a ballot that was just mailed out to everybody in the state and so we got a lot of those duplicated ballots um, we've got we've got an issue on our hands, but with the with the pandemic, I'm looking at Sweden still. I go back to Sweden, and you can see their cases rising, but their death numbers stay relatively flatlined near zero. They're not yeah. dying anymore. They're not going to the hospital, and you begin to wonder. Uh, trying to remember, it was Elon Musk that went ahead and had four COVID tests done last week, um, in one day. He had two positive results and two negative. Yep. Well, I have a place right now that I know very much about um, that gives us a test weekly. Here's the deal. If you come up positive on this test, Mm -hmm. you are told that you are not allowed to test again for 90 days. 90 days? Yep. Why do you think that would be? If I came up positive 
wouldn't you want to test me again like we did earlier on? Mm-hmm. You would test you again, and if it was negative, then we would do a third test. And if that was negative, we'd realize, okay, there was a false positive there. Like Governor DeWine but, in Ohio, the same thing happened to him. He got a positive. They all headed back home, and then they found out they were negative. Right. But now they're being told that they cannot test. If you get a positive, don't, don't retest for a while because they want the positive charge. They want the positive diagnosis for numbers. Something, let's, let's use Denmark, something smells fishy in Denmark. Absolutely. I'll tell you something else that I find troubling, and, and I've been trying to dig up some information. Maybe you've already done this, and I will, by tomorrow, try to get some more data in front of me. Uh, the way the, the tests were done early on and the way the tests are being done now there is a difference, and it's a subtle difference, but it's a huge difference. And let me let me preface this by saying, if anybody ever in school had a teacher say, what would you rather have, a million dollars or a penny doubled every day for 30 days? And, you know, and you have to think about that for a second. Well, you know, I'll take the million dollars right now. And you, But you know what happens on day 31, you know, on the 30th day of doubling a penny. That penny starts as one, then two, then four, then eight, then 16, 32. It takes a week to get to a dollar, and but it doesn't take long to get to the hundreds of thousands of dollars, and you're into the millions by the time you hit 30 days. And so you understand what I mean by that concept, correct? Yes, I do. All right. So... These tests, these tests, well, how, do, how do these tests work? They have a process where they amplify what they consider viral residue. They amplify and try to recreate it. And so you double it once, then you double it again, then you double that again. So one to two to four to 16 to 32 to 64 to 100, you know, you follow that, you can follow the math. Well, in the early days, the early test, which may have an accuracy better, were, you know, about 24 times, you know, they, they would do this, this mm-hmm. amplification. Now you've got 34 and 37 times the amplification. You're amplifying garbage. You're amplifying things that are, that are not true. And a lot of people are claiming this is giving an incredible number of false positives. Look at the folks at the White House that come down with COVID, but no symptoms. Do they really have it at all? There's my question. Yeah. And, and because this test was never designed to be a diagnostic tool. And that is from the guy that invented the test. He made it clear. Do never, never rely on this for diagnostics. Never. And that's what they're using it for. And what I have to say is, okay, that sounds like some big conspiracy. Well, is it? Let's let's kind of look at this for a minute. You have a non-diagnostic tool that somebody's using as a diagnostic tool. Because that's Nobody, all we got. People aren't getting sick, but it sure as heck is pumping up the numbers and scaring the hell out of a lot of people. So my question is, why? Who's benefiting from that? And who's making What's the test? The and why? And why? Why is the amplification number so much higher than it was for the test done in March and April? That's my question. Well, in March and April, we were talking about body counts. That's right. Now we have none. 
And and every now and then I hear, oh, this hospital's getting overwhelmed. You ever seen pictures of them, Bob? No, you don't. Never. That's all you hear. I've got people in Athens, Greece, people in 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 uh, Britain, people in Australia telling me the hospitals are not full, and the nurses and employees are being told under penalty of losing their job to not speak to any media or anybody about anything. Mm-hmm. Hip, HIPAA, of course. And yet they can jump out, break HIPAA and say, oh, 79 people had COVID. Well, you can't tell people what diagnosis is. Look, the fact of the matter is something is going on. It is a lot of lies, a lot of hype. And my question is, why? Is it to cover for what you and I have called the Great Reset? Is it to cover for what and to bring down, of course, with the lockdowns, the world economy for the digital great reset that's coming? And my answer to that is yeah, because Klaus Schwab just came out this past week and said there is never going to be a return to normal. Never. See, now they're coming out and saying it boldly. There will never be a return to normal. The Great Reset is coming, and you're either going to join it or you will be summarily out of it, whatever that means. My guest in the program today is the Reverend Dr. Timothy Gales, a regular regular guest here on the program, Truth to Ponder. And he shares his insights as we try to dig deep and give you information you truly can use in this very changing world. There is no doubt there's an agenda going on, and and a lot of people, sadly, are just waiting for things to get back to normal. And as Dr. Gale said, they're never going back to normal if the powers to be have their way. And it's not just powers to be in this country, the United States or Canada. It's global. There is something global going on that wants to consume you, control you, and own you. It's demonic. It is absolutely demonic, and one of the best agents, one of the best agents that this demonic order has is our mainstream media. Our, most of our media, not all, but a, a significant amount of the media watched by the majority of people is indoctrinating them to believe lies, things that are simply not true. This is the media that tells you if you don't believe in multiple genders, there's something wrong with you. If you don't believe in a lot of the things that are now mainstream since the last 10 years, you are a deviant and you need to be re-educated because you're a hateful and spiteful person. That word hate comes out a lot. They're haters. They, They are phobias. They are everything that we need to correct and fix. You have people now literally getting on television saying that we need to crush and destroy the opposition. That's you and I. You and I need to be crushed and destroyed. We need our names on a list because we're dangerous to this new world order. Tomorrow on the program, we're going to talk more about that. I'm going to invite Dr. Gales back. We're going to talk about the global reset. What does that mean for you and I? What about more lockdowns? And why do we have all these lockdowns? First, I'll tell you right up front, can COVID-19 be dangerous to some people? You bet. I have friends that have had it, have struggled with it, 
and many others that have had it and fully recovered. Is it as bad as it was laid out to be back in the early part of the year? No. And I believe this global pandemic, which was released by China, don't let anybody tell you otherwise. This is a China virus with an intended purpose to help reset the global economy. Donald Trump was getting the better of China. And that was happening globally. China couldn't stand it. I really believe this was an intentional virus release. The more I've thought about it, the more I pray about it, the more I think about it, this was no accident, something on this scale. They knew they had that problem way back in October of last year. That's 13 months ago. And they kept it hidden from the world. They stopped travel within their own country. And now the virus is out. We'll talk about that reset tomorrow. I want to remind you of our mailing address. It is Truth to Ponder. And you can write us at 21 Berkshire Lane, B-E-R-K-S-H-I-R-E Lane, number 263 in Sky Valley, Georgia, zip code 30537. You can also support this work by visiting our website at truththenumber2ponder.com. Truththenumber2ponder.com. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, Visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.